All right, this is the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carbajal here, as always, with Matthew Hawkins. Uh, this week, uh, uh, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Sorry, I got a little hiccup with my, my banner there. <laughs> um, Coast to Coast Combat Hour this week, uh, our guest is Tavon Anthony, a.k.a. Aoxys, who uh, I, I kind of just stumbled upon um, through our mutual friend James Lynch and just watching it on social media. Um, Tavon, uh, would you prefer Tavon or your, or Aoxys? What do you want me to call you? I prefer Tavon. It's, uh, <laughs> it's real funny because like for the, like, once I came up with that name, I'm like, I'm Aoxys. And then like later on, I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> when people actually started calling me in, I'm like, uh, oh, <laughs> I've been called Hawk my whole life just by my because of my last name, so I kind of get it, you know. It's, hey, it's, that's cool, it's, though. It, it, yeah, no, I mean it's cool and it's fun, but at some point you you start realizing people don't actually know your real name sometimes. And, oh yeah, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> that's sort of the thing, but um, so so the thing that uh kind of attracted you to our show is obviously your the the rap uh, that you do for for predicting uh. MMA fights. I don't know if you've done boxing or anything else, but as far as MMA goes, um, I guess just the first question is, uh, what kind of got you? How did how did you figure out that niche? Because it's 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 cool. I mean, you know, as somebody who grew up listening to hip hop and West Coast rap, I I love and being a huge MMA fan, I, I love how you uh, intertwine the two. Um, uh, as far as figuring out the niche, uh, I, I don't really. I can't say I had like a calculated way of going about it. It was more like I just had an idea one day that I wanted to rap about my favorite UFC fighters. And um, at first I thought it was just a corny idea. So I was about to not do it. And then training buddy of mine, training buddy, coach of mine actually said, nah, man, go ahead, do it. He just tells me to do whatever I want to do. And I said, okay. So I put together like a, if I were to freestyle about my favorite fighters video and people seem to like that on uh, Twitter. And, um, then one day, uh, I believe it was the Khabib versus Gaethje card. I decided to do a prediction video on that because I I did want to do prediction stuff or just talk about MMA in general. But it it was I I was just thinking like it's so many people doing that already and so many people that I watch and I'm like I'd, I'd rather listen to them than talk like you know so. Um, I I just thought like okay maybe I can do the rap thing and I tried it and it, it just happened to work out I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean absolutely. Uh, I got a lot of questions for you, man, because uh, from the whole creative process into the research and all that stuff. Like, I mean, how much? How long does it take you to do something? I mean, because first of all, the way that it comes out is, I mean, uh, we were talking before we started recording. I mean, your location, I I could hear the the cadence and 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 the bass that you put in your voice to, to get to the, that, that makes me, you know, kind of like related to East coast hip hop. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, uh, just like the whole creative process, cause you obviously, especially with the last one, um, the Bellator one, you obviously do re- a lot of research to, 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 to get to that point. So how long does it take? Um, it, it kind of depends on, it depends on the card, really. Like for the Bellator one, since that since that was like the first time I ever did a Bellator card, um, it was a couple of guys on in like in that event that I was like, okay, I actually don't know who they are, and that that kind of that kind of sucked for me. And when that happens to me, I dive into them 
probably for longer than I should. Mm. <laughs> so I'm just like, ah, I don't want to seem like some idiot talking about this guy. And then I just sound stupid if they lose or win or how or something happens. Like I'll say, oh, he might get him by submission and he's not a submission artist at all. Like, I don't want to do that. But um, I say normally uh, if I just have general knowledge about everyone on the card, let's say I have like one or two fights where I don't really know the guys very well. Uh-huh. um. It'll probably take me probably take me about a couple of hours because I, I put the music together pretty quickly. It's easy for me to make beats or any type of uh, just little jingle. Yeah. Um, but more than likely, the lyrics kind of come to me either throughout a week or I've already been thinking about rhymes uh-huh. about, you know, certain fighters like before they even get announced to fight or anything like that. Or the moment I see something like, oh man, I had something so cool for the Marvin <laughs> Tory versus um Darren Till. And I was like, oh, I'm going to say that. And then it got canceled. And I was like, I guess I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, real quick, I mean, just one follow-up. So are, you, you kind of answered it just now, but I just want to make sure I'm your process. You're not freestyling. It's you write it out or, or do you wind up doing a freestyle? A good amount of the time. A good amount of the time I'm writing it out. If it's something where I feel like the video might end up coming out too late or something, I'll just jump on and I'll freestyle. Um, it Just if I feel like it's I've been taking a little too long, you know. So um, if it's just a couple of fights that I haven't thought about, I'm like, I'll get there when I get there. I have a general knowledge about these fighters and what they'll do. And I'll just say something. And if it works, it works. You know, you kind of hinted at uh one of the issues i mean we ed and i have issues just with doing our prediction shows because we normally mm-hmm. do a tuesday and by about friday morning after weigh-ins there's about six different fights and Man. everybody's been moved around that's got to be frustrating as hell i mean how close have you i mean how many of these times have you done this so far and and got to a point where you're like in, it's right before the fight and all of a sudden you've got three fights that changed so like i'd say after after probably my third prediction video I just started waiting till weigh-in day. I like I just started waiting till weigh-in day, and I'm like, whoever weighs in is probably going to make it to the fight the next day. Uh, we had a couple of them where like that that didn't happen, unfortunately. But yeah. um, it's like okay, more than likely they're going to make it, so I can I could just write it out or do what I whatever I need to do weigh-in day, and it'll either come out weigh-in day or it'll come out the day of the fight. Um, but yeah, no, that does blow me because I remember um. One time, I keep forgetting which event it was, but I did it really early, and I was like, "All right, this is in the bag. I'm gonna set it to release on this day." And I forgot how many fights fell out. I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta do this again." <laughs> so, so, because you're, you obviously, I mean, the, you know, you hear about content creation, see it all the time, content creators online, and you obviously, I mean, I saw your the other video you did that it wasn't rap; it was the. Uh, about the head movement and, and, and um, it was like an instructional on head movement or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if you shot that or if that was one of your things that you produced or whatever, but I mm-hmm. saw you shared that uh, not that long ago. Um, you, uh, you obviously got like all the equipment and all that stuff to, to have you always been doing it for music or is it just something that you were trying to find something to get you motivated to create more? Well, um, I'd say like, Right when I got out of college, that was a while ago. That's like 2011. I've always just been creating, whether I was doing it on a phone or anything like that, because Mm -hmm. um, a lot of friends of mine made videos and just did fun stuff. I was normally a silly guy that just happened to be able to do a little music. Um, And uh, 
Where am I going with this? I guess. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to answer. Actually. Well, I mean, because it, it's it's weird. Just the whole when you, when you look at somebody. I mean, in, in a sense, like when I started writing, and, and I didn't even know, I didn't even know I wanted to cover MMA. As I've been mm-hmm. lifelong okay. student of the martial arts, someone actually roped me into to writing about the sport. And uh, I mean, uh, I'm I'm not going to say who were the website because uh, some people know it. Some people, I think Matt might know it, but like I I started uh, covering it in 2014, 2013, something like that. Mm-hmm. Again, somebody was just like, oh, I, I uh, so someone that does cover soccer was like, oh, um, you know, you should do, you know, a lot about martial arts. You've been training half your life. Why don't you, why don't you write about martial arts? Mixed martial arts. So I did. The website that hired me only kept me for two months. They they fired me the day before Thanksgiving, <laughs> but I, I realized I liked it and uh, I, I wasn't getting paid or anything. And there's obviously there's no money in it, but I was just like, you know what? I like doing this and I want to do it. But it just kind of like it, it's almost like I it, I found me and and it you know I found it and it found me. Mm. And um, I mean, it seems like like I mean, just watching your stuff when I was doing my homework on you, it seems like that just seems to be the path of most creators. You know what that that's actually that's actually what sums it up, because uh, specifically like for me, especially when it comes to anything that I do, that's like martial arts related, um, like the video you saw about head, head movement. That's actually from a series I put together called Hands Up, Chin Down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just comical ways of teaching bakes, basic fight knowledge. Um, but like uh after a while like i said after i got out of college i was always a silly guy making videos and i was doing a lot of things for other people shooting music videos making (laughs) videos i do like um motion graphics and animation and such but um uh after a while i kind of figured out that i wasn't really doing a lot for myself Mm -hmm. like i wasn't and um martial arts in general because i started training uh muay thai i believe in like late 2016 i started training um because I was going through a depressive like like phase in my life, and um, mm-hmm. I just needed something that I could attach myself to that I knew I specifically wanted to do, and it was because I was around a lot of good people, and I was just taking in so much of the knowledge. It was almost all I could talk about for a while, and then um, uh, I started to get creative again because during that time I was depressed. I really couldn't create much, and if I was, it wasn't really anything that. I was proud of. So um, once I got to a point where it was like, wow, this is kind of all I talk about now, whether it's martial arts, food or <laughs> something like that, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I said, oh, maybe I can make videos about this. So I like called up a friend of mine and said, hey, you want to uh, do these videos with me? It'll basically be me talking about basic fight techniques. And he wanted to get into uh, martial arts training and stuff himself. His name's Remy. He plays like the big tall guy. If you saw the video, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we just started going with it, and I, I really enjoyed it, and that started to birth other ideas, which actually um, sort of put things in place for me to be in the headspace to even think about rapping about you know MMA stuff and fight stuff in general. Um, I like I said, I just thought it was going to be a weird idea at first and i didn't really think many people would you know really get onto it but at the same time uh the one kicker that made me go with it and i guess this is where i could say this is how i kind of found my way to the niche is because i know in other scenes Mm 
um, like let's say wrestling or um, even basketball, there are some boxing uh, guys. I don't know if they do prediction raps, but mm-hmm. um, but it's people that do music, you know, centered around that. And it's it's flooded. Like if you look at MMA, the MMA scene is still relatively young. Like, yeah, it's been around for a little bit, but it's relatively yeah. young in comparison to yeah. other things out there. Say boxing and say, you know, wrestling. WWE is a machine. AEW. Yeah, that's new, but it's still Wrestling. everyone's yeah. yeah so um and i know guys personally that do music based off of that you know influenced by that stuff so um i was just thinking like huh well i don't see too many guys doing mma stuff so let's give it a shot <laughs> yeah you you know uh, i watched a, a couple minutes of an, another interview you did and you mentioned in it that you you were never considered yourself a rapper uh, i think you said you had friends that did rap but it wasn't necessarily your your shtick or your gig or, or something that you would really worked on um now going through your website and some of your stuff uh, you know i i see that you play your guitar you play the guitar and a bunch of different styles of music and sounds and and everything um what is your musical background? I mean, before you even thought about rapping or doing this, how did you get into music? And what are some of the, the influences that you had uh, to inspire you to, to do what you do? Well, um, just to start it off, when I was younger, I, I was kind of the kid that wanted to do anything his older brother had an interest in. And he uh, he had a guitar, but it was broken. So <laughs> like, I was like, I want to play that. But my parents were like, no, you're going to play another instrument like piano or violin or something. So I ended up picking up violin for a little bit. And that kind of kept me in music for a while. But uh, I got away from it once I got to high school, but then got back into it by the end of high school. So I was mainly listening to like rock, power metal, um, a lot of rap because of my friends. And um, and I was just experimenting, man. I was experimenting in a lot, like, because once people found out I could play instruments while I was in high school, they were inviting me to shows, um, asking me to play in their bands. So I was playing in jazz bands, metal bands. Um, there's a style of music in the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area called Go-Go. I was playing in, I was playing in bands like that. And um, I, it's just always been a part of my life. Like, since, I'd say, my junior, senior year in high school, I don't think there's been a year where I haven't been performing or just doing something musically. So, um, but uh, like the music that actually caught my ear when I was younger, that kind of made me go, okay, I'll play the violin was I was really big on classical music. I loved it. Like I loved it. You could send me just uh, some uh, a Bach piano. Uh, piano concerto or whatever i i didn't care i was like this sounds so cool how did they put all this together as a kid and um that's just what generated my interest i love listening to people sing because i'm not the greatest singer in the world and i'm like wow you guys actually make it an instrument this is this is amazing and (laughs) and um yeah no that's that's really what it is it's just an interest It's, it's an interest of mine that i i never let go i never let go of you know, you know what's funny is um, sometimes people would think like, okay, you're not music, music and fighting, or music and MMA for in particular. You know, are two things that don't go together, but it kind of always has. Like, like I mean, uh, one of the sites that I write for, SureDog.com, they actually have a column they do every big event called the Walkout Tracks, mm-hmm. and you know, people always joke around about Face to Pain when they're making fun of the UFCs. You know, uh, the the Just Bleed guy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it's not really something that I mean, it's it. The connection is there, 
but I just think it's the, the your particular. I mean, you, you you found a way to tap into it to make it so current, obviously, because it's events that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, from what I remember, I mean, you're not. I mean, not for nothing. The the last one, the the two fifty five one, <laughs> you and I literally almost had the same picks for for all of them. That I was just like. I mean, to hear it. So when you hear something like that, at least from my point of view, mm-hmm. listening to something like that and uh, then seeing like, oh, wow, this guy's like on the same wavelength. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just crazy how 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 the whole how, how you can how you found a way to put the two things together. And you'd be surprised, man. Martial arts. I mean, like you were saying, you're talking about how martial arts helped you out of depressive state. I've been training. I, I I can't say half my life anymore because I'm getting up there in age, so more than half my life. But uh, dude, but you look 25. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Yeah, he, he didn't graduate college in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, you know, it, it just became one of those things that 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 I'm like, you know, martial arts has always there's, I mean, it's 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 physical, it's athletic, but the word the art is in it. I mean, they're martial artists. I mean, you're a creative artist who's, I mean, I'm, I'm only finding out now after I thought that video was something that you produce and I'm only finding out tonight that you've been training, uh, you know, with Muay Thai. Is that all you do? Uh, just Muay Thai? Uh, mainly these days. Yeah. Um, I've always dabbled in martial arts. Um, I'd say since I was about 12 years old, like I started doing Taekwondo, but I got out of that relatively quickly because most of my friends were playing basketball. Mm. So like my parents were just like, you look like you're you're more interested in that. But I still had other friends that were either still doing Taekwondo or they were practicing other arts. I had boxing buddies, Kung Fu buddies and stuff like that. They were always, you know, teaching me stuff and keeping me, you know, in the loop because that was another interest. Um, It's like you say, martial arts. It's still an art. I'm an artist of many forms. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's just something that kept my interest in. Just like music, martial arts has rhythm. It's it's something you have to keep or you can break the rhythm. You have to break your opponent's rhythm. You know, it's it's a lot that goes into it that will keep you interested. And you're constantly learning. You're constantly learning. There's never an end, really. Um, So. eh, I guess uh, that's that's where I'll that's where I'll go with that. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to get into jujitsu these days uh, because I've promised the coaches in my gym that I would try a class and this one um, guy that works there. Well, he's a coach. So shout out to Louise of beta Academy. He literally came up to me and said, if I give you a gi, will you show up to a, <laughs> a jujitsu class? And I said, all right. Yeah. If you give me a gi, sure. Dude ran in the back, came out with a gi. and was like, so I was like, <laughs> Well, the I, good news is for like for like four or five hundred bucks now, you can buy the new Venom fight kit. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you can look real cool going to to class there. And that look, man. All I'm gonna say is this. Kit. All I'm gonna say is this. Like when they announced that whole Venom Venom thing, I was confused. It was on Twitter like a couple months ago. I was like, Are they really going to Venom? They're like, <laughs> yeah. Like people are just like, yeah, yeah. And they told me the date. I'm like, well, as long as they're not making the gloves. <laughs> are the gloves bad a couple of guys i train with bought, bought, bought their gloves um their gloves are good once you get to the expensive models do not get any like don't expect to have a good quality glove like at say do you know about the brand uh Sanibel? yeah all right so like they have like a pair of gloves you can get for like maybe 50 60 bucks mm. um 
to get that quality glove, you're paying double that price, maybe even more with Venom. It's just that's just what I felt, you yeah. know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. My instructor, I, uh, I mean, we, my gym out here in Jersey. I mean, we 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 produced a couple of fighters that made it to UFC and Strike Force and stuff like that. So, um, my instructor always said he's like, if you're paying. He's like, if you're not paying 60, 70 bucks for a pair of gloves, then they're garbage. Mm. So, I mean, is that true? <laughs> In your opinion? I would say so. I would say yeah. so. Because, uh, and I mean, it also depends on, you know, where it was made. Like, I got this uh, one pair of gloves. They're sitting around here somewhere, but I paid like 40 bucks for them. But, dude, when I say they feel like stiff cardboard on your hands, like, I punched a bag and I took them off immediately. I was like, well, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it. <laughs> It's like the Everlast ones. You go to buy an Everlast, like uh, Walmart. You just go to Dicks. <laughs> yeah, and, and you go to Walmart or Everlast. You know, buy the pair of Everlast gloves, and you hit the pad. You hit a pad or somebody or a bag one time, and they pop open like you know the cotton to clean your ears. <laughs> no, you're kick training today. You're not doing any punching. <laughs> with those yeah. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's the glove you put on like as a cartoon bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're, you're right. I mean, price does matter. Um, one of my um, my main coach, he was always telling me since I started, he was like, look, good gloves feel like pillows on your hands. Just that that's how it is. And if that's not how it feels, you don't got a good glove. I'm like, really? All right. But he let me use a pair of his one day and I was like, can I keep them? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, I just thought it was terrible, the designs, because Venom was always a cool company. You know, when um, when you'd go to the expos back in the day, Venom was Shogun and Vanderlei, and, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was the Ask, you know, Aldo, and all the dudes that, you know, you, you thought were just these killers, and they had cool logos, and compared to what other stuff going on, and of to just see a carbon copy, basically, of the Reebok stuff. Uh, yeah, that kind of threw me off. Yeah, that threw me off as well, because I was thinking it was going to be, like, some other stuff. Like yeah. when I found out, you know, it was just going to be the apparel or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, we'll see what they do. And then I saw the pictures and I'm just like, so they kind of just took the Reebok logo off. <laughs> the Venom one where the Reebok one was. <laughs> yeah. Just... It made, made the Reebok ones look better, to be honest with you. Because I looked at them and I'm like, you know what? Those aren't so bad. If this is the best Venom can do, then, I mean, short of spelling names wrong, like we're pretty much in the same same boat. And, and considering the fighters are only getting, you know, an extra 3% or what? I mean, it's some minuscule number. I'm still confused about that, man. I'm just like, why don't they allow them to just come in like NASCAR drivers? I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I, well, no, I, I don't. I, I don't really get it. <laughs> like yeah. aesthetically, aesthetically, I can get it because it's like, OK, there's no uniformity. But at, at the same time, like, aren't these guys losing money? Who wants uniformity? Yeah. That's why yeah. I love Ryzen. That's why I loved Pride. I mean, That's it, why, yeah. like, I, I don't yeah. want to see carbon copies of, of people. I want to exactly. see. I want to see Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz. I want to yeah. see, you know, Randy Couture versus Chuck Liddell. Like, I don't want to see two dudes who I have to like do research on to figure out who they are because they look exactly the same yeah. in the cage. That that it, that's it not is MMA. an individual sport. At the end of the day, I mean, it yep. is just one per, one versus one. But um, speaking of, the, I mean, back to the the sport, um. One of the things that I thought was cool that made me the, the what prompted me to ask you if you wanted to come on the podcast was the fact that you did uh, a pr- rap prediction for Bellator MMA. Mm. I mean, like like so many people, when they do something for this sport, they focus just on the UFC into mm. the you know it turns into that guy you train UFC, bro. You know that whole <laughs> thing. 
So it's like, but you're obviously that's not you, and and finding out that you're you know a, a student of the martial arts and that you're training and stuff like that. So how deep of a fan are you? Were you, did you watch Pride? Do you want? Are you are you excited about one's uh, Wednesday night card that's going to be on TNT? Like how deep of a fan are you as a, as someone that watches? All right, so um, my experience with Pride goes as. I'll just say this. Once I started watching and keeping up, that's when I started diving into older organizations like Pride and such. Um, and, of course, it's like back then, you're like, oh, so this is where one kind of get their, gets their rule set from. Uh, they're terrifying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, dude, like I, I'm a fan of the sport because years ago, and I, I actually said this on another interview um, but a friend of mine who I went to high school with, he started training um, while I was in college. And I didn't know he was trying to fight professionally. So he invites me to an event. And I'm thinking like, okay, well, he says he's got knockouts and all this other stuff. But I, I didn't really see much. So I get there. It was at the D.C. Convention Center. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is what one of these events is like. I mean, I'd seen like a couple of USC cars just being at parties and stuff like that. And I'm like, all right, so this is what um, competitive martial arts looks like nowadays. Okay, that's cool. And while I was there, like just the fights I saw going on there, I, I was kind of hooked, at least from a from a, a fan standpoint. I'm like, these guys are really going at it. Um, and like, he's going to hate me for telling this story because he, <laughs> he kind of got – Oh man, he kind of got known in the amateur scene for this, but my uh, my friend, not gonna say his name. You guys got to find that out yourselves. <laughs> but my friend ended up. It was a championship fight, and uh, he was. I had no idea he talked a whole bunch of crap before that fight. Like I had no idea most of the people that were there were kind of rooting against him. And I was sitting in the section of, like, I was sitting in, like, a row of, like, his opponent's, like, training buddies and, 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 and like, fans and stuff. And I didn't know that. So when he comes out, I'm like, yeah, my buddy, this, that, and the other. I'm going to root for my guy. No one's standing up with me. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's cool. Other guy comes out. For some odd reason, the lights go down. Spotlight comes out. That <laughs> Kanye song, all of the lights. He comes out. Harlem shaking. And I'm like, okay. But then everyone around me stands up, and they're, like, just clapping their hands. But the fight goes on. And my buddy ate a few leg kicks and started hurling in the ring. <laughs> and it was then where I said, I will never do this. <laughs> <laughs> but I like watching it. <laughs> Jesus. Um, At least he didn't lose a finger. Yeah, dude. I just, <laughs> yo, dude, yeah. I just, I just saw that. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can leave that one alone. That's, yeah. that's Here's the thing about appendages. That's that's like where I stop. Where where appendages just leave. I'm like, oh no, I can't, I can't do it. That's why yeah. I get squeamish. Now I don't get squeamish. But um, that actually hooked me on to the sport. So I started doing like more research, just trying to see any card I could see. So mm. whether it was UFC or anything on the internet that looked like it, I, I was watching. And um, like. When it came to, and then I started going to more like amateur events and just trying to see what was going on in regional scenes, uh, anything I could see on the internet. Of course, like with Bellator, I'm like, well, I mean, they have, they have great fighters. Like, yeah. you you can't deny they have great fighters. So, um, 
when I see how the majority of the scene kind of latches on to the UFC because that's the lead dog, it's I'm not saying it's just a problem. I'm not trying to sound like some snooty jerk. It's just more like I, I think if you're a fan, just go for it as a whole because yeah. if one of these guys, like say you're a person that had no idea who Michael Chandler was, mm-hmm. like even when I um did the prediction rap about that fight, there was a reason why I said unless he hits him with an overhand right, granted it was an overhand left or a hook, um, he hit a hooker with. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew it was a possibility he could win. I like I had a couple of friends that were just like, "Oh yeah, this guy from Bellator is coming over, and you know he's gonna get waxed." I'm like, I don't know if he'll get waxed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think he'll get waxed. Dude. He's a champion, okay? Like, dude, I, I still had trouble. Like when I when I t- people ask me who who my favorite fighter is right now, and mm-hmm. I'll say Justin Gaethje, people will be like, "Well, if he fights in the UFC," I'm like, "You." You fucking kidding me? The dude's the dude already held the interim title. You know what I mean? Like depends on who you're talking to, but mm-hmm. that's what one of the things I when I saw that through your music that that's where your mind was. I was like, I got to talk to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's fun. Plus, it's like with every single fighter. So I'm one of the guys that believe because martial arts is an art. I also believe that fighting is one of the ultimate forms of, of expression. Mm-hmm. You will see who this person is, how creative they are, what like how they deal with pressure you you kind of know what kind of what kind of man or or just person they are when they're when they're in that scenario you know uh and that's the other aspect of it that i like i like seeing how people work under high pressure or under uh, specific situations and just see how they flow in those situations you know you see some guys that are loose you see some Mm -hmm. guys that are tense and um you you see a lot of different emotion in there you know you see a lot of guys it seems like they have cold faces but you know you know if you're really paying attention what's going through their head and um i uh i just think how can I say this? I just think that, like, if you're looking at the sport, and I'm not, I'm not trying to tell everyone out there, like, oh, you have to 100% know who everyone is from number one to 100. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. telling you that. Um, what I'm, what I'm saying is, it's, it's just way more deep than you know the surface level thing. The guys you see on the marquee, look, it, it's like. Um, I forgot who said this, and I kind of tweeted it the other day. I'm like, the most famous guy might not be the best guy, like mm-hmm. you know. And um, you don't know who might capture your interest, and de- depending on you know what night you watch, it could be a sleeper card. Um, you could see a future champion rising up. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I remember the first time I saw Fazee fight, I kind of lost it. Like Rafael Fazee, I'm like, okay, um, striking, huh? I thought I knew what that was. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. you bring up a good point. And, and I mean, I, th- I think that fans who are, are need to kind of look at it. I mean, go, this is going old school, but like there was a time when the NBA was obviously the NBA, but you still had Dr. J was in the ABA. Now, mm-hmm. at that time, you couldn't really watch ABA games. You could barely watch NBA games. And I wasn't even around for this so much this era. But I heard the stories about him. Same with Herschel Walker in the, in the USFL. Mm-hmm. You had We have access to be able to see those guys. So Michael Chandler might literally be like the Dr. J of MMA, who's now in the NBA. He comes mm-hmm. over, in, and but he was still good 
while he's in Bellator. Of course. Gagey was still good when he was in World Series of Fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we I, I thrived Fedor. Fedor is like the god of MMA for me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had to defend that dude. I mean, I don't, I, I'm over it now. To mm-hmm. me now is like, okay, if you haven't watched Fedor, if you don't respect him, then I don't consider you a MMA fan. You might be a UFC fan, mm-hmm. but if you haven't at least acknowledged the history and what built up to where we're at now, then – and, and I don't know exactly where I'm going with it. But basically the point is that no matter where guys are fighting around the world, Demetrius Johnson fights tomorrow night in, mm-hmm. uh, in Singapore. You know, uh, you've got MMA fans now, UFC fans who started watching two years ago that have no idea yeah. who Demetrius Johnson is. Yeah. And that, that used know? to sicken me. I remember going to the bars to watch him fight and defend his title. And, and I used to just, people would be like, who are these little guys? I'm like, yo, this guy's like the he, this guy's like one of the best fighters that ever fought. And nobody knows who he is. So, I mean, that that's one of the things that, I mean, I, I didn't mean to jump in there, Matt, but. No, but I mean, that's the point. Like, yeah. it, it's a worldwide sport, and we have mm-hmm. access to all the points now. I mean, you, yeah. if you want to sit around on a Saturday and watch fights from Kazakhstan or from Serbia, <laughs> they're ac- you can do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, this is, you know, this is not the old days of me recording the Phil Donahue show because Igor Zinoviev and, you know, Ken Shamrock are getting interviewed. Yeah. This is, <laughs> you, you have easy access to it. Now with YouTube, there's oh, no excuse man. for a fan. And, and, and Tovan talked about it i mean somebody who kind of came on not late so much but mm-hmm. in your time in your life when you started watching mma and now you're able to go back and watch the prides and see the old rule sets and see how it's it's evolved to where it is now and mm-hmm. and, and actually have an educated opinion on okay soccer kicks are a little more wild than i like but maybe knees to the head should be something that's legal i watched 40 pride events and didn't see anybody get carried out you know nobody mm-hmm. died you yeah. know, so I mean, there, there's it, the more you watch and the more you see the worldwide aspect of MMA, I think you you can really respect and understand what we're seeing when we see the pinnacle level of it uh, in the UFC and Bellator. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, going back and watching like older fights and, you know, the older generation, it it gives you that knowledge to understand why um, certain rules are in place nowadays and why certain people fight certain ways nowadays, because, you know, there are some techniques that might have been phased out for a while and then they make their way back in and you're you're wondering why like huh people are doing sidekicks again why like i thought that didn't work you're like oh well it works again well why Mm -hmm. well because for a good amount of time no one was using sidekicks and it's it's constantly evolving and these people nowadays are so freaking good i'm like well i I don't really need a kung fu flick these days these guys (laughs) are kind of scaring the heck out of me like you know zabit and guys like that i'm like Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't need a guy that that fast and that tall in that division doing anything like that, uh, especially not to me. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's it's good to know your history. It's good to know everything else is, that's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, and you try to push it. it. It's 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 an entire scene. Like, yeah. I just don't want to get caught lacking, like, you know, or slacking. Like if somebody new comes in, of course, you're, you're not going to be able to know everything. No. You're not. Like half the time, sometimes you're going to get caught off guard Um, or let's say you got a debuting fighter and you Mm -hmm. really want to know about him, but there's no footage on him or something like that. You know, things like that happen. But um, there's a it's like you say, there's there's kind of no excuse these days for, Mm -hmm. you know, someone who says they're really a fan of the sport. Like, yeah, I'm into it 100 percent, but you just have no idea what's going on outside of one organization. Um, I get it. If you want to be diehard for an organization, by all means, do your thing. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to get caught slacking if a guy named uh, Joe Smith comes over and just 
completely demolishes an entire division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what happened with Hamzat Shemaev. You know, nobody knew who he was, and now he he became like a uh, uh, some on everybody's radar. Yeah. But um, let me uh uh just because uh you we kind of touched on it. We got one Bellator Friday, one on Wednesday night, Bellator Friday night, mm-hmm. UFC Saturday night. So you for your whole process and all your your thing. What does that do for you? Like, how do you? I mean, are you just gonna do one piece for? Like, do you do one? Do you do one rhyme for one event? Or are you gonna try to do all three? Like, you stay up, you burn a midnight oil. What do you do in a situation like this? Oh man, um, in a situation like this where it's back to back to back, I kind of pick and choose. Like, um, this this week I'm kind of like, I'm kind of swamped by like freelance projects. Like I say, I do graphic design and stuff like that. Um, so I was trying to focus more on the one event which like i kind of finished writing something but we'll see if i can uh get it straight (laughs) like because i'm like wow i kind of remember why i haven't really done one events these these names or something else (laughs) i I don't want to be that jerk that that tries to pronounce something and it's like whoa listen to past episodes of this podcast you hear matt pronounce names (laughs) you just gotta say it confidently say it like you know it Oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll definitely see. Um, we'll definitely see. Yeah, I was focusing on uh one, and then the UFC event. If I can somehow sneak Bellator in there, I'll sneak it in there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I go about it. Just once I'm there, if I feel like I can get it, I can get it. Um, and if I can't, you know, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah. But uh. I'm definitely excited for the cards. I'm yeah. always excited, especially since you mentioned one. I'm crazy excited uh, to see Iron Man fighting in Rodtang. I love watching that man fight. He's just terrifying for his size, number one. And, like, it's guys like him, guys like Mighty Mouse, guys like, you know, uh, Figueredo, um, even back to Cruz and stuff like that. It's like people look at smaller guys and they're like, oh, these little guys are fighting. I'm like, these guys are dangerous as hell. Mm-hmm. I'm like, could you imagine if this dude was 6'4"? Like, but- I, I, in, I don't remember what it was. Ultimate Fighter one or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I took an uncle to the event and he, uh, you know, he wasn't new into the sport and uh, we're walking through the halls of Vegas and I just go, uh, I go, you see that little guy over there? I go, whatever you do, you know, just, just kind of being smart ass, but I just go, you, you don't want to mess with that guy. It's Uriah Faber, you know, and, and this is like 2007 or something. I mean, Uriah mm-hmm. Faber's still fighting, you know, he's barely WEC. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. and he's just going, you see that, that's why, you know, it's been like that for my whole history of going to fight. So I'm just mm-hmm. like, dude, this is not the place to talk shit. You do <laughs> not know, like you do not know. And, and you do not know who you're talking to. And it's, yeah. it's really a funny thing, especially when you start talking about the smaller guys, because it's like, oh, even the girls, the, the smaller mm-hmm. girls, you're going, you know, Shevchenko's not a big woman. I mean, Dude. she's not, but she will tear you into pieces <laughs> quicker than you can count to three. She is literally know? my favorite current fighter, point blank. Mm-hmm. She is my favorite current fighter. I'm like, she just embodies martial arts in a way, like even mm-hmm. like just watching her on um on social media and stuff. I'm like, wow, you... You kind of remind me of like old anime characters and stuff. The way you're doing this, and <laughs> that's what oh, I'm saying. She, she should be listening. dressed up like a street fighter or something. We shouldn't have to see her in some generic shorts and 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 you know sports bra. Like <laughs> that lady do what she wants. <laughs> I know, but she. It seems to me like she's the modern day like uh, you know. I don't I can't remember all the characters from Mortal Kombat and all that stuff, but mm. she's literally like a, a human version of a, yeah. of a street fighter character. Well, 
Definitely. Listen, uh, when we were talking the, uh, or getting this thing together, I know uh, we were ta- we talked about these cards. And you, uh, uh, Tavon, you said you kind of wanted to look at the Bellator card uh, to uh, help us do some picks for not 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 in your style, but just kind of make some prediction. You know, because obviously I know it's a creative pro- process, so I'm not putting you on the spot at all. Just kind of you know you know you can use this for your own notes if you decide to do something for it. But uh, if we look at the Bellator card for Friday night, I mean, this is again, you said you kind of want to look at it, so that's why I picked it. Mm. Um, so I brought it up here. Uh, this is from the Bellator website. Um, the uh, Bellator was this 256, at least just the main card. Um, we always try to do some predictions for an event coming up mm-hmm. with so many and, and our limited time where I guess we'll just uh, do the main picks of this one. Um, mm. So we'll start Let's see here at the beginning here. That's the first fight of the main card. Yeah. Solid main card. Uh, Goiti Yamiuchi makes mm-hmm. a return uh, against Dan Moret. Um you know, I, I, I'm not super up on Dan Moret. I'm not going to try to sell that. Yeah, uh, but uh, but I do know Yamauchi's a, a killer. Um, I actually saw him make his MMA of or his debut in Bellator uh, mm. out here. Um, seen him fight a handful of times in person. Uh, I, I'm going to pick him to win. I like I said, it's not a super educated guess. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I think this is a, a get back on track uh, fight for Yamauchi. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm kind of thinking the same. It's a uh... Like I know he's good. He's fighting out of Brazil, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he's in the United States, he... but he's half Brazilian, half Japanese. Yeah, um, yeah and he's that, on a three, he's on a three fight win streak. So it's not he's he's been taken out. He just took out Crookshank, uh, Awad, and Weishul. So it's not getting so much back on track. But really, mm. um, after seeing that and realizing that, I'm surprised he's not getting a higher ranked opponent. Yeah, but not gonna lie, that's kind of how it goes in Bellator at times. <laughs> more often than yeah exactly um more often than not but uh i'll i'll pick him to win uh same because i i need to do a little bit more research on dan uh mm-hmm. we'll we'll see what's going on with it like if if i were blind to um who yamauchi was i would mainly because of his name because uh and i've gotten this before they're like you you have a thing about not going for fighters um of Japanese descent. And I'm like, well, no, I have a problem <laughs> going with fighters with Japanese descent coming out of Ryzen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's who I have a problem with. And that's why, um, who was it? Uh, it was Kana Watanabe. I think uh-huh. she fought in Ryzen at one point. Was, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was like, that's kind of why I went against her. I'm like, I was looking at her opponents. I'm like, half of them were, I don't like calling people cans, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that that's what it well, is. We we both picked Lara too, but I don't think it had anything to do with Wanatabi and. In, in no, I just like her. I just like her. That's why I picked her. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's how it is for me. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, like I said, I um, I'll put it on him until I do a little bit more research. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going Yamauchi because I think he's got. If I'm if I'm remembering his record correctly, I believe he's got a lot I'm of wins. submissions. Yeah, a lot Good of submissions. <laughs> Yeah, the so, guy's a killer. He's an animal. And, and if you if you haven't seen any or, or to listen to the podcast before, folks know I'm a fan of the submission guys. Mm. So, um, all right. So uh, this is Katzingano's second fight here, mm. Olivia against Olivia mm. Parker. Um, yeah, Zingano uh, came back, won a decision in her in her 
debut. She's fighting one of the another no face uh, in Bellator, <laughs> which it's usually kind of means uh, what what Tovan was hinting at with the previous bout. Um, Parker did uh, is coming off of a loss in Invicta, so she has had uh, semi big show uh, at least experience. Um, she's thirty nine years old. Uh, I'm not sure what this does for Zingano other than maybe get that highlight so that they can put together a package for uh, her fighting uh, Cyborg eventually after Cyborg uh, does what she's probably going to do to Leslie Smith uh, next month. Um, So I'm going to take Zingano probably by decision again. Uh, I I think she's pretty much past her prime as far as a world champion level fighter. She might end up with a championship by some bizarre circumstance, but I, I don't I don't consider her necessarily uh what she was, you know, seven, eight years ago. So I, I think she wins because I just think it's another setup fight for her. Yeah, I'll agree with uh there as well. I just think off experience alone, you know, I, I think she has it. Uh, I sense a decision as well. I don't really I don't I don't know. I just I just I don't see her steamrolling in a way as like she's going to get her out of there in the first round, but I yeah. definitely see her just maybe outclassing her a bit. Uh, but that's kind of like what she's supposed to do. And like you say, I think it's more like a setup fight. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if they're, if they're trying to set it up like that, then I mean, at some point, unless they just have her skip a cup, skip a couple of cats in order to fight cyborg, uh, she might run into a, a real one at some mm-hmm. point, but yeah, right now yeah. I, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing Parker getting past her. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna agree with you guys. I'm definitely uh, picking Cat as well on that one. This one's probably gonna be a little bit more of a barn burner. Uh, Adam Borg versus Jeremy Kennedy. Yeah, um, Kennedy on a three fight win streak, and uh, Borks uh, picked up a win in his last two bouts, coming off of the loss to Caldwell uh, in, in the uh, featherweight Grand Prix. <sighs> You know, I've always been a fan of Borix, but I, I'm going to go with Kennedy in this fight. Um, Borix has kind of squeaked through. He, he had a split decision two fights ago, and, and he had a unanimous decision in his last fight. Um, but I'm going to go with Kennedy uh, probably by decision again. I, I don't I don't think there's going to be a finish, uh, mm. but I, I like Kennedy uh, picking him apart and, and winning this fight. I think I think Borix may be a little too cautious. Uh, in his last two fights, he seemed kind of cautious coming off mm-hmm. of uh, the the loss to the quick loss to Caldwell. Okay, like I'll definitely agree with you on the fact that uh, Adam is seeming a lot more cautious. Uh, I kind of want to, I kind of want to lean towards him because I'm thinking maybe he's gotten a little bit of that confidence back. But um, I wouldn't be surprised by a decision by Kennedy. Mm. But for right now, I'll, I'll just lean towards Adam. Uh, maybe it's because I just want him. I want him to win. I want. I. I don't want that one to, to go. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one too. I kind of want to see. Uh, like, I, I'd like to see him win just because. Uh, you know, I want to see what Bellator does with him mm-hmm. in the future. So I'm definitely uh, picking Adam Borks as well. And then we have our co-main event: Liz Carmouche versus Vanessa Porto from Brazil. Carmouche on a one-fight win streak uh, following her release from the UFC after a title fight with uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, Porto on a four-fight win streak. Um, and, uh, you know, someone who, who ran pretty good rough shot in, uh, in Invicta, making her UFC debut. Oh, man. Um, 
I want to see how old Pardo is because I feel like this might be kind of a passing of the torch in a sense. She's 37. She's 37. So it's not really, I, I, <sighs> I don't know. I mean, my, my brain's kind of telling me Carmouche because every time I pick against her, she wrestles somebody down <laughs> yeah. and, and makes it happen, you know, but, uh, I, I, I think Porto's going to win this fight. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm surprised they don't have a picture of her face. We're, we're getting a trend here for the whole Bellator <laughs> card. But uh, yeah, I just went on topology. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of yeah. rough that picture off or something. <laughs> yeah. I, she's on one of the posters somewhere in here, too. But uh, well, they're the yeah. same age. Yeah, which is weird to me because I feel like I've been watching Carmouche fight since, yeah. you know, 2008 or something like which she may have been fighting early strike force and, you know, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I'm going to go with Porto uh, again. I, I'm thinking decision, um, which I hope not the case because we're starting to build up a lot of decisions on this card. But um, I, I think Porto is just going to be a little bit more aggressive and, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think mm-hmm. the wear and tear on Carmouche might show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, both of these ladies have a way to win the fight. Uh, if if Carmouche can't, if she can't wear on um, if she can't wear on Porto like at all, then yeah, I don't I don't think she wins. I kind of think because she's been in the game for so long, uh, it's just some people where I think like the tire tread just goes. Mm. I'm not saying she can't win anymore at all. It's just uh, I kind of want to know why are you still doing it you know <laughs> if i if i if i kind of sort of knew the why i'd probably put my money on her but i don't know and it, it's not like i can just default to the youth because neither one of them is young. oh that's the thing like in my mind porto's like 28 you know like, but but she apparently she's not no, no no and i made a joke a while ago like to a friend of mine uh, we were like at a bar and um, they're like, how, how old is Liz Carmouche? I was like, man, she's like 42. And um, no, no, she's not. <laughs> yeah, no, she's not. Uh, I mean, uh, so you're going with Porto too, uh, Tavon? For now. Okay. For now. <laughs> All right. All right. I mean, I'm actually going to go against you guys. I'm, I'm picking Liz Carmouche right. uh, only because I know she's a uh, former military. And, you mm-hmm. know, those folks definitely uh, bring a little more to anything well, they do. Yeah. So that's why I'm going with her. And then the main event, Ryan Bader versus Lyoto Machida. Uh, ouch. I mean, <laughs> Matt, uh, make this uh, make this one quick, please. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I I, I think you got to go with Ryan Bader. Um, mm-hmm. The first fight they fought a long time ago, I believe it was uh, UFC on Fox Carters, one of the early ones. It was out here in LA at Staples Center, um, and Machida knocked him out. Uh, but that was when Machida was, you know, the dragon. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bader, obviously, uh, coming off of uh, his, you know, getting crushed by Nemkov, uh, could play a little bit mentally. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. He also had a grappling bout with Anthony Johnson. I didn't recognize. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Ryan Bader. Um, God. Does Ryan Bader knock out Lyoto Machida? I'm going to go with a ground and pound TKO. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a five round fight, right? Cause it's all mm-hmm. the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're going five rounds, yeah, I'm taking ground and pound TKO like uh late third, early fourth round. Yeah. I'm kind of going with the same. I believe Leota Machida has definitely lost a step. Um, and unless, 
unless Bader comes in like very, very skittish, I I think he's going to do what Bader does, and it's going to mm-hmm. be one of those deals where he chin checks Machida, or <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna get him to the floor, and you know, Machida has a black belt, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, but karate embers just jitsu. But a lot of the times, it, it kind of seems like when he's on bottom, he ain't got no answer. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gonna go with Bader, um, unless Leoto comes out like a bat out of hell, which I highly doubt he's gonna do. Um, I'm going with Bader. I think, and still, yeah, I um, I definitely agree with you guys on that one. I think uh, I always share this uh, when Bader fought at the Garden. I did the media that week for I forget what outlet I was there for, but um, I think it was Sure Dog, and um, I got video footage of him doing his attack wrestling, and I always share that video when he fights on Fight Week, so you'll see that on my Twitter soon. But if you watch that, and if you were there up close, a man that big should shouldn't be able to move that fast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely someone that uh, I, I can see him pulling off a decision here. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad Bellator is back, and I'm glad. A lot of promotions are coming back. Um, mm-hmm. As we, before, we close out, uh, Tavon. Uh, I'm I'm going to drop a link to your YouTube channel at the bottom of uh, everything, the the audio version of this and the YouTube version, so folks can go follow you on your YouTube channel. But let let folks know where to to catch uh, everything else that you do. Uh, you can catch anything of mine um, at almost any social media platform is at Aoxis A E O X I S. Uh, I think my YouTube channel is the Aoxis. So. T H E A E O X I S. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, stay tuned for more music stuff. Uh, stay tuned for more of those hands up, chin down, uh, fight tutorials and stuff like that. Uh, season two is coming. It's about to be <laughs> kind of bonkers. You guys are going to think I'm a big old fool. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's also some. Uh, there's also another uh, little thing I'm putting together. It's like a combo of the week slash. It's a combo of the week thing, but I'm kind of like wrapping an explanation of why everything's going the way it's going or why you're doing these movements in succession. So we'll see. Awesome. Uh, fans can always check us out at allaccessmma.com. You can follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Follow Ed at Carbizal on Twitter, Carbizal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch. Man, a lot of action this week. Uh, Tovan, thank you for joining us and, and keep up the creativity, man. Uh, yeah. as, as somebody who, you know, like I said early in the show, man, you're hitting a lot of points now that that for uh, for a fan like me and I, I know Ed, uh, we really enjoy seeing uh, the, the new what you're bringing to the table. So keep doing it. Keep your head up. Uh, don't let any uh, trolls get down on you. Uh, no, never and, that, man. <laughs> no, but but it can wear. So keep your head up, and uh, I, I think you're on to something here. So uh, best mm-hmm. of luck to you in the future, and look forward to talking to you again sometime down the line. Awesome. Same here, man. And uh, my, my prediction for you, Tavon, is I think I, I, I bet you one of these promotions is going to be tapping your shoulder soon and be like, we need you to do one for uh, We need you to do one for us. And, and if that happens for you, man, I mean, um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hope pray that it does because I really do love what you're doing, man. I mean, it's great stuff. I'm gonna say this: if that ever happens, I'm gonna do it just like I did uh, for I forgot which card it was, but I got James Lynch and other guys to get on with me. If I get anything with any of these bigger companies, you guys, I, <laughs> you guys are doing the video with me. I'm calling you. <laughs> 
Seriously. <laughs> like, hey, man, I, just, I need you to either say who you got or shout out something. Do something. Awesome. <laughs> it's a community thing at this point. That's yeah, that's man. what I like. I like having a sense of community. Let's, um, oh, because... we'll wait for the next Fedor fight. I'll put my sweater on. Oh, we'll be, man. We'll be fucking dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, yeah, you don't got to hold him to it. He does it. He does it no matter what, anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Have All a right, good cool. night, guys. Take care. All right, brothers. Hey, guys. Ed here, East Coast side of the Coast to Coast Combat Hour podcast. If you like what we're doing, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions and in some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, The Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening. And if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast, maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay-per-view breakdown or two. Thanks again.